0: which I'm sure you all be um, um well, have been to see. Uh, yes, it's, it's it's on my um uh, list. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Vines is in the house. It is a holiday, but we still got you here and um there's th- still news. I was sort of thinking that there's not much going on, but actually there is quite a bit. Isn't well, there?
1: there is. I mean, we've got now and uh, I, I'm, I'm getting a bit, I sort of feel that I'm just repeating myself all the time, but we are really moving towards the white terror now. Mm-hmm. So you have this, this whole controversy over Benny Tai, who's a university law lecturer at, at Hong Kong University and one of the leaders of the Occupy movement who goes to Taiwan and says in the course of a quite long speech, you know, if China would become a democratic country and broke up. There's all sorts of possibilities. One of them is that Hong Kong would would become independent. And you think, well, that must be a possibility. I mean, Mm. whether it's a desirable possibility or an undesirable possibility, it must be a possibility. If. If, Hmm. or or maybe. Hmm. But anyway, whether it is or it isn't, Hmm. it's certainly something... Which, which could in, in a civilized society be discussed. And you look at the response. This man must be thrown out of his job. The latest one is this man must be denied a passport because he's not a patriot. There's some little lawyer jumping up and down, going to, going to the high court to try and get him stripped of his passport. You've got the government, you've got the people's daily saying, you know, this must be looked into. You've got Arthur Lee, of course, you've got Arthur Lee, the boss <laughs> of the Hong Kong University going, <laughs> Very serious. And, you know, this is thought crime.
0: Yeah. I mean, this and is. And that's just...
1: the term, of course, from mm. 1984. Mm. But who knew that it was going to be so relevant, so relevant to Hong Kong that people now, are, it is seriously suggested that people thinking things and discussing things should be put into jail. And so, that's of course, ex- that is completely... or, 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 or banned from working. Mm. I mean, neither is particularly good. So, you know, to, to state the bleeding obvious, um, what happened to free speech? What happened to free speech? Richard, I know this is, is... Only a pedant would point this out, but it is actually in, in the basic law somewhere. Um, it's a, it, As a guarantee, funnily enough, that word guarantee is used. So, I mean, what's so extraordinary about this is why they are so nervous. Why are all these weasels so nervous of discussion? Is it because... They feel so insecure, they are so unpersuaded of the fact that the Hong Kong SAR has a future as a Hong Kong SAR rather than as some other entity. You have to ask yourself that question. People who are confident of themselves do not get respond in this hysterical way. I mean, I'm from England. I can tell you for a fact there are people all over the United Kingdom, as it's actually formally known, who talk about secession and going, and there's people in Cornwall, wherever that is, (laughs) who talk about forming an independent nation much more seriously. Of course, there's Mm -hmm. been the perpetual struggle um, in in the island of Ireland, in the north, for that to break away from the United Kingdom. And we've had Scotland. Scotland. We've had Scotland, Mm -hmm. we've had Wales. Uh, But the point is that in a a society where people are self-confident where people understand that, that, that discussion is healthy, regardless of its outcome, regardless of its outcome, because the, my view is that people, by and large, are actually quite sensible, and they talk about things, and, and sometimes they reach batty decisions, sometimes they reach okay decisions, sometimes they reach great decisions. But the fact of the matter is that as long as you're allowed to discuss it, You have the possibility of reaching different decisions. I mean, you know, you may say that the United States went collectively mad when when Donald Trump was elected as president. But, you know, there is another occasion to revisit that election. That's called the next presidential elections. Mm -hmm. And Mm. there will be other elections for the midterms, for the the Congress, etc., etc. So all I'm saying is it's a sign of incipient hysteria among the ruling establishment here, that they have no confidence, no confidence in the people of Hong Kong, no confidence in the stability of the Hong Kong SAR. So they they, they get, boy, do they get hot and bothered when people talk about things that they don't like.
0: And it does seem that, for Benny Tai particularly, um, you know, his worry now seems to be, as he said, quite bluntly, you know, if I, if I show up in Macau or I show up across I, the border, I, I, I haven't been taken there well, I, he says myself, the, I haven't he, gone he, there myself. He,
1: he says at the moment he's being shadowed by some rather unsavoury-looking characters. You know, you might say, God, he's, he's awfully paranoid, except, guess what? There are people who've been seized from Hong Kong and taken across the border. Mm. So, you know, uh, I mean, paranoia isn't what it used to be. It, it, it now seems to be based in things that actually happen. And, and remember that if he is seized and taken across the border, he won't be treated as someone from Hong Kong. He'll be treated as a Chinese national, which he is by virtue of his status in Hong Kong because there is no such thing as Hong Kong nationality so you know these are quite ominous and dangerous possibilities he is quite right to talk about them now rather than wait until something ghastly happens because what kills all these monsters is the spotlight of publicity. The one thing they thrive in is darkness. They love people to be coward and, and, and humiliated and hiding all the time. That's what they love that's how all bullies like life but you know then they don't do well in the spotlight. is this the tip of the iceberg though well you look at where the iceberg is moving just this year you don't need to go um any further back i mean just this year you you've had um you you've got on the statute books or trundling onto the statute books new legislation to tell people how they should be singing the national anthem you've got this year suggestions from the the top weasels in, in the National People's Congress that, that you should ban people standing for election if they are guilty of thought crime, not, not doing anything. They actually want to ban people who they suspect have dissident ideas. You've got this year, and this is all this year, this backlog of people going through the courts, waiting to be jailed for various acts of civil disobedience. You've got this year the... Um, increasing signs and uh, I was going to say english language um, the English language listener will be particularly aware of this, but but I th- actually think that 's not true. I think Chinese language listeners will be equally aware of it of the way that the media bosses have been tightening up in their publications on what can and cannot be said there 's red lines all over the place i mean there 's a certain publication that 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 now has you know uh, made sure that um, all comment pieces that go th- into that publication go through a central point so they can be vetted for political correctness etc cetera, etc cetera. this is all happening mm. in the space of the year and well we're only at april just about at april we're not we haven't gone very far so is it the tip of an iceberg yeah <laughs>
0: Carrie Lam um, just recently went to uh, the Democratic Party's anniversary party and donated, I think, thirty thousand uh, Hong Kong dollars to that. Do you think that that's um, maybe a little bit of a glimpse of, I don't know, light to balance w- it at all? Is, do, you, do you think the government's trying at all? No, to- I would
1: like to think that. And, and when I first heard it, I thought, oh, good on you, Carrie Lam. You're actually trying to make overtures to, to the opposition. But now I actually realise what's going on because, you know, sometimes you have to sit down a bit and bang your head and say what's really, what's really going on is that, that Carrie Lam thinks that she can split the opposition into the acceptable opposition and the unacceptable opposition. So she thinks, oh, I'll, I'll make nice with the Democrats, the Democratic Party, I should say, and I'll make very not nice with, with people I don't like. And then, you know, divided they will fall. I wonder if that that tactic, incidentally, could work. It's not as though it doesn't work. So the Democrats need to be a bit more savvy in their response to this. But I I'm very sure now that that's what that is all about. And and it's interesting because so many people in the pro-government camp are are undis, un what's the word un unimaginably thick. They instantly they go oh she's giving money to Democrats that's not fair they should be but they don't actually understand what she's doing because she's actually a bit smarter than, than, than your average um, yeah, toady. So, so we think
0: that she's at least intellectual and able well, to. Well, no, make I've, I've smart. never.
1: I, I, I think anybody who underestimates Carrie Lamb is an idiot, in my view. I think she is smart. I think she's quite good at. Um, Uh, operating the system, and she's sufficiently politically savvy to know what a great idea it is to split the opposition. That That doesn't mean it will succeed. Is that why Ronnie Tong is on the Executive Council? Good question. Why is Ronnie Tong on the Executive Council? I mean, Ronnie Tong is now... Uh, now emerged as one of the main spokesmen for the government and and they love it they go you see look we've got a real live democrat sitting in our uh, in our in our top ruling council and and he he's wheeled out at every occasion now so yes i think that is part of that strategy steve vines with us dear that's a very unpleasant um, pool of something
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. It's a holiday. Oh, right. Yes. Gosh. Behave.
1: Thank God I'm just in my uh, tweed jacket and, <laughs> and cravette. I love the hat. Yes. Um, uh, uh, it's called a deerstalker. I know. Yes. <laughs> Um, right. land is back in focus. Yes, again, land. It? Yes, you know, it yes. To be seems to be, it seems to be yes. forever in Th- focus. Who but, knew uh, that land was an issue in Hong Kong? <laughs> we we can exclusively reveal on the Morning Brew that land is a matter of interest in Hong Kong. <laughs> so the lands, the the director of the Lands Department, Thomas Chan, was on this very radio station, hmm. which which gives it a certain authenticity it that it wouldn't have had otherwise, announcing the formation of two, not one. Two new task forces. Oh, oh. One task force and you know you gotta laugh. One task force, which will have, you know, more more officers than you've had hot cups of tea, will be prioritizing, tackling serious cases of um infractions of, of the various land ordinances, you know, people building illegal mm. structures, knocking down a uh, big, big league. Mm and uh, according to mr chan and that means that that perhaps they'll take a more lenient attitude towards less pressing illegal structures for example he cites as an example um the construction of a slope to help a disabled people to get a person to get access to their house and i'm thinking do you know how many times we've heard this um <coughs> bs Every single time they go, yes we 're really going to tackle the big boys now, and you know maybe the the, the minor infractions you know like the, 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 the canopy that juts out over a balcony, which threatens civilization as we know it, it. Does. we, we won 't bother it serious, but what is the reality of it? Mm. It's mm. the big mm. boys in the New Territories, the Hungy Cook people. They go out, they knock out an entire area of wetland, say, knock down all the trees, and then they can say, oh, well, it's no longer... It can't be used uh, it for anything. can't be used for anything. That planning application we've got in old... Did I mention I'd bought that area? Time now, and Lands Department goes, it's yes, a bit strange, isn't it, how that all happened? and So I think that's quite a reasonable planning application. I mean, you know, mm. it happens... With the regularity of the clock striking 12. So I'm sorry, Mr. Chan, I don't even start to believe you. And another reason I don't start to believe you is because number two task force, which will consist of 60 new clipboard wielders, or maybe it's 60 redeployed clipboard wielders, are going to, oh, what are they going to do? They're going to be looking after the interests exclusively of the big developers. They're going to be speeding up applications for large property development, which means any, um, any um, planning development which involves over 500 housing units or something in excess of 10,000 square metres. That's called the big property developers. On the basis that we need more housing, presumably. Well, on or... the basis. Well, no, no, no. I think, you see, you're being unfair there. It's on the basis that the big property developers in Hong Kong have been so neglected. They have. Their interests just have not Mm. been looked Mm. after in Mm. a proper, adequate and fulsome way. Mm. So it's very good that new people are going to form a task force. I love that term, task Task force. Force. A task force, and the task force is going to speed up their applications, make it easier for them to go swinging through the system. Which of these two task forces do you think will have the mandate to do what it says on the tin? I think the second one, possibly, just guessing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. i mean honestly i, I mean I, it, what, what, what interests me is he he, he he came on the radio on RTHK, no less mm. said all of this with a straight face and uh, um you know oh, you know we won 't be harassing people over minor structures that 's just a porky pie there 's no other way of describing it they that 's all they do you know there has been no major um, development by uh, illegal development in the new territories that the lands department hasn't tried to duck mm. that is mm. that is a factual fact i mean is this a, is this just a, a common streak in
0: government that uh, just avoid the stuff that's too tough to deal with and uh, well just partic- just the- i
1: think particularly in the new territories because mm. they, they are they are scared to their very little wotsits of of tackling the Hungy cook they they feel that the cook is so powerful and the village chiefs are so powerful that 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 it's more than their jobs are worth. So I mean, I live in the new territories. I see this by the day: trees being knocked down, houses being built. Uh, you know, near where I live, the, the, there's what the village chief built bought, f- built four houses without even bothering to put in planning permission. But Lands Department were very accommodating. They said, oh, "Well, he can always get that after they're finished." Think if you or me, you really? or me tried to do that. Mm wouldn't mm. be happening it, it, you know well, well first of all they didn't notice that the land had been cleared they didn't notice that the existing structures had been knocked down even when um, somebody informed them that that was what had happened they said well how do you know you think how do you know go and have a look that's how you know oh well you know it's tuesday we're really busy on tuesday with the nose picking and uh we've seen a canopy that needs to be adjusted yeah you know this, I mean, this is just one example. I mean, I tell you, you find anybody in the mm. New Territories can give you another example.
0: Mm. It's
1: yeah. that simple.
0: I mean, is it um, a focus on just um, the little things? Or do we actually think that there's something more endemic going on that means that they are not looking at those particular things for a particular reason?
1: I think it's to do with power and politics. Mm. Um, you know... Do they want a full scale confrontation with the old village aristocracy, you may put it that way? And the answer is no, they don't. Mm. Well, you know, um, as long as the village aristocracy always gets its way, guess what? They're not going to say, oh, I tell you what, we, we'll, we'll now, um, you know, we'll now buckle down and look at the regulations and do everything by the book. I mean, you know, come on that ain't gonna happen is it i
0: mean the small house policy continues to uh, small house policy you know <laughs> i used to have uh, a guy who, who worked for me who um was brought up in wales yeah um and spent his entire life in wales admittedly his 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 parents did come from hong kong and after and they were uh, indigenous about I hope. yes yeah apparently so about after about 35 years he came back from wales and um decided that he was indigenous and
1: yeah. then built a small house that is how the system works and thank goodness it was a chap, because if it was a chappie, she wouldn't be entitled to that. I mean, you know, you, you look at the calendar. You thought, is it really two thousand and eighteen where they're still running that system with this blatant degree of of, of um, uh, discrimination against women? You think I, it's almost laughable.
0: Is that is that um, a thing? Do you think that Carrie would be interested to look at?
1: No, you know, in a word. No, because, I mean, she... I mean, to be fair to her, and goodness knows, I didn't come all this way today. To be fair to you, <laughs> you're always fair to her. You're, in fact, you're always fair to the chief executive. That's true. Whoever it is, uh, how I mislearn Chong Ying, but I mean, to be fair to her, you know, she's she's sort of sitting in the middle of this minefield, trying to balance all these all these competing forces. The one competing force that she doesn't really want to balance and 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 get um, standing outside her front door and going up to Beijing whispering poison into the ears of her handlers is the members of the Hengi Cook. So I think the chances of her taking decisive action... And the reason she can't do it is because she has no mandate. I mean, you know, the, the government is structurally weak. Of course, elected officials would have this possibility. They would say, I've been elected by one point, whatever it is, million people in the new territories. You represent... 100,000 of them, I think I'll represent the interests of the one point whatever million people who've elected me. Mm. But Carrie Lan's elected by no one. Uh, Mm. Well, aside from the farcical little rigged election, but Mm. I mean she's elected by no one. So she has none of that legitimacy. She, She can't get up on her hind legs and say, I've been elected to represent the majority of people of Hong Kong. The majority of people of Hong Kong are fed up to their teeth with this totally absurd system, and I'm going to end it tomorrow.
0: Steve Hello. Lines is with us.
1: Thursday holiday. To see you cry.
0: Well, Steve uh, is not crying. I think he's asleep, actually. But... Oh, oh, oh,
1: good morning. Yes, yes, yes. Hello.
0: Where are we? <laughs> Give him a kick. Um, yesterday was the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King's assassination yes, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, a big event, obviously, and um,
1: reverberating, I, I mean, right? And it's an event that, that has relevance to, to us in Hong... Well, actually, it has re- relevance to people all over the place. But, I mean, you look what happened. After Dr. King was assassinated, you know, people were going, "All oh, right, that's the end of the civil rights movement. And, you know, at that stage, the civil rights movement was in a very delicate um, state of affairs. I mean, on one hand, it was being um, threatened by people like the Black Panthers who were saying, you know, you, 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 you civil rights people, you're, you're a bunch of toadies, you know, you're, you're now making nice with President Johnson... Uh, just because he's he's instituting some laws that, that might redress the balance of discrimination against black people in America. And, you know, on the other hand, you, you, you still had this virulent um, a, a, a bunch of racists, particularly in the southern states, uh, including the person who's responsible, obviously, for assassinating Dr. King, you know, rampaging around and making sure that not only were civil rights what was the civil rights movement subjugated but you know people were being thrown into jails they were literally being beaten up on the streets hmm. police officers were, were covering up their badges and going around and literally beating up people trying to ride the buses to assert their right to to, to get onto the white sony section buses etc etc and you know it didn't look good Mm. you might have concluded oh my god you know that's the final nail in the coffin you know the symbol of this movement has been assassinated there'll be a big funeral and that will be that but that's not how these things work and mm. it, it, it is a lesson for more or less any organization or anybody people who, who are engaged in these struggles against injustice against what seem to be immovable odds and they're only immovable until the point at which mm. they're moved. Now, by, by sheer coincidence, in China, as we speak, there's an extraordinary minor demonstration going on. This this consists of um, Li Wangju, who's the wife of a human rights lawyer called Wang Kuanzen, who, who, who's who's in jail somewhere in Beijing, Um, Being accused of all sorts of things, but what he's basically in in jail is because he's had the temerity to go to court and represent uh, people uh, accused of being members of Falun Gong, uh, accused of being members of other Hmm. um, opposition movements within China. Now, she seems to be embarking. She says, I'm going to walk from Tianjin to beijing to demand first of all to know where my husband is to be able to see him to to get a trial for him i mean she's still talking in terms of a fair trial that isn't going to happen so you think why is this woman engaging in this futile gesture hmm. she's got the might of the chinese communist party f- facing her she will have armed thugs standing on her route she she may well be arrested herself for disrupting Um, disrupting the peace I mean they they can throw any charge they like at these people and the reason that people like her have the courage to do this and she's not alone but she happens to be doing it as we speak today is that that I think people who are engaged in this movement understand that they're in for the long haul Mm. and you think of all the people, well, you can't think of them because we don't remember them anyway. You think of all the weasels and the ghastly people who were around at the time of Martin Luther King going, yeah, Mm. he'll simply be forgotten. But 50 years on... 50 years on, it's Martin Luther King we remember. It's not those ghastly little weasels and all the ghastly little weasels in Hong Kong who keep telling us Mm. that the only way that Hong Kong can prosper and survive is to shut up and, and obey, tremble and obey... All of those little weasels will be forgotten in history. I'm very, very confident of that. Because because they're on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side of history, absolutely. Well, good luck to her, and uh,
0: maybe she will be in the same position as Martin Luther King in 50 years' time. Steve, thanks very much for coming in.